Today is Wednesday, March 8th. The title for our devotional is Meaning of the Lord's Supper. As we've been revisiting the Last Supper this week, we remember that Jesus takes the symbols of the Passover meal and infuses them with new meaning in himself. We talked about the Passover yesterday, so if you haven't listened to that devotional yet, I encourage you to head back and listen to that one. Luke 22, 14-23 reads, When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until, I, until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. The bread is to symbolize Jesus' body, which is, quote, given for you, he says. The wine is to symbolize Jesus' blood, poured out for you. Remember the theme of the sacrificial lamb is operating in the foreground of this whole meal as well. Like the Passover lamb was slaughtered for the deliverance of the people of Israel from Egypt, so Jesus would be sacrificed for the salvation of God's people from sin and death. Like the Passover lamb instituted the old covenant under Moses, so the blood of Christ now instituted a new covenant under Christ. In light of these symbols and the meaning infused in them by Jesus, communion does at least five things in the life of a Christian. One, it's a sign reminding us of the core of our faith, Jesus' atoning death for our sins. We can't be reminded of this enough. We need to be reminded of the love of God, which was undeniably demonstrated by Christ on the cross. We need to be reminded that our righteousness is not in our own good works, but in Christ's righteousness imputed to us through faith in him. We need to be reminded of the great cost of our sin, the perfect, holy, righteous, good Lamb of God. Secondly, it experientially strengthens our faith. The spiritual world often feels distant, intangible, and unrelated to our regular life. This, of course, couldn't be further from the truth, but it often feels this way. By engaging our senses through eating the bread and drinking the wine or juice, we are experientially reminding ourselves of the spiritual realities that we so often fail to realize. By taking the communion elements, we are reminded that we are spiritually nourished by Christ, just as the elements physically nourish our body. Tabiti Anubile writes on this, We come to the table in need. We come to the table fresh from battles with sin, discouragement, unbelief, and the world. We need to be fed again. We need to receive the sustenance that Christ affords. By faith, we receive the nourishment we need as we imbibe the benefits of Jesus' atoning work for sinners and weaklings. Thirdly, in communion, we are reminded of our participation with Christ. 1 Corinthians 10.16 says, Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which you give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Like the people of Israel would regularly eat the Passover meal as a participation in the story of their ancestors' exodus from Egypt, so in the Lord's Supper, believers are participating in the story of Christ and his redemption. Like baptism symbolizes our union with Christ in his death and resurrection, so in communion we are reminded of our union with Christ. As believers, we are in Christ. He identifies with us and us with him. Think of it like a married couple. The wedding day is like baptism, the initial inauguration of the two becoming one and uniting their lives together. Communion, then, is like the anniversary or regular date night. It frequently reminds us of our union, one to another. In communion, then, we are reminded of our union with Christ. Fourth, 
In communion, we're reminded of our unity one to another. We as the church are called the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 10, 17, Paul says, because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. The common sharing of the bread reminds us of the unity we have in the church. Fifth, communion is a celebration of our freedom in Christ. Like the people would recline at the table and drink the wine during the Passover meal as a celebration of the freedom and deliverance God brought their ancestors in Egypt, so communion is a celebration of the freedom and salvation that God has brought us in Jesus through the cross. Reflection time today. Reflect on the deep spiritual meaning in communion. Reflect on all five of the benefits of communion listed above. Which of the five jumps out to you as adding more value to the communion table?